I recorded right as you guys finished talking about that. <laughs> and now we know about the unicorn cake. Yeah, yeah at least I had a unicorn cake. It was my birthday. It's not like I'm some fat ass who was like, I demand a unicorn cake. I mean, you did demand it. But you demanded it for demand your birthday, it. which is slightly different. My friend offered to make me a cake. Yeah. And then and you so demanded a unicorn cake. I asked politely after she offered to make me a cake. I was like, I would like a unicorn so cake. So she went out and found a unicorn. Killed it. Turned it into a pastry. Yeah. And now you don't know what to do with the front part of his it's face. A, it's, a, I, it's a head cheese. It's just it's made out of unicorn. Oh my god, stop. <laughs> so the inside of the unicorn cake was um, was sort of dyed red because it was like an orange and cherry cake. And so the maraschino cherries dyed the cake red. And so as you were that cutting into it, it looked like you were literally cutting into a unicorn. Hi, we're some nerds of a podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm Elise. <laughs> I'm Nick. And I'm Alex. <laughs> this is our podcast that you're listening to. Where we talk about unicorn cakes. We're talking about unicorn cakes today. Uh, they're, they're, uh, it was flavor, very nice. Their texture. It was very nice cake. Yeah. It, was it was very good. cute. It was very good cake. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yay. Why are you talking about how like the cake had good texture? You're gluten-free. I didn't say it. I, had, I oh, said okay. it had good texture. Sorry. <laughs> I just... You know, a lot of things happen on this podcast, but at least lying isn't one of them, Alex. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, Why are you still listening to this podcast? I don't know. No one's listening to it. It's fine. Six people listen to it. Yay. Yay. Thank you, guys. Thank you to those six people. You're the real heroes. <laughs> Fuck firefighters. You guys are the true heroes. <laughs> <laughs> Strong words. I feel like I feel like the word hero gets thrown around a lot these days, but the six of you who still listen to this podcast, you're really putting your lives on the line. Or at least your internet browser history on the line. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's what incognito mode is for. It's fine. It's for listening to some nerds of a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, on that note, Let's uh let's jump right in. Do you guys have anything you want to talk about? Good. I <laughs> <laughs> something just powering through. <laughs> I have opinions that I need to share. With share them. Guys. Happy day after birthday, Elias. You should take a lead, <laughs> lead on this one. <laughs> share your opinions. <laughs> All right. So um, uh, I want to start off today's podca- podcast by talking about uh the firing of James Gunn and the subsequent hashtag rehire James Gunn. Uh, thanks to Lindsay Ellis, so of YouTube and Twitter fame. So, um, for those for the uninitiated, uh, this is Alex. what happened. This is what happened this week, which was uh, James Gunn, director of the Three Guardians of the Galaxy movies, but also such such memorable hits as Tromeo and Juliet. He did not direct that; he only wrote it. Okay, all right. Lloyd Kaufman directed it. <laughs> Continue. Continuing on. He did direct Slither, which is also great. Yeah. So, um, way back in the early days of the internet, which I guess was like nine years ago at this point. Eh, I guess it's like the mid the mid years the, of the internet. The early the early, early days, days of, of Internet two point Internet two point The early the beginnings days of, Twitter. of social media. Yeah. Yeah, and the beginning and the burgeoning uh whatever. Whatever that is social media. The MySpace days. So no, this was on Twitter. Oh, okay. So, like, I think it was, like, eight or nine years ago. It was almost a decade ago at this point. James Gunn was a young, straight, white, male idiot 
And so he said Young, some like forty something director. Was he forty something? I don't he know. Did this? I thought he, he, was he a... wrote Romeo and Juliet. That movie came out in nineteen ninety nine. So I don't know. He's I don't know. He's probably in his thirties. Okay. Well, I guess he wasn't that young. Um, but he was like it was like eight or nine years ago. He made some like really bad off color jokes about like pedophilia and different things. And um, you know, and this came up when it turned out that he was going to direct the first Guardians of the Galaxy, which was, you know, kind of in the sort of family-friendly, which is the MCU, right? The Marvel Cinematic Universe. I I personally wouldn't label these films as family-friendly, but they do have a lot of merch uh, geared towards children. But, so, sure, I guess. They're PG-13. Yeah, like, they're PG, PG PG-13. So, he was going to direct the first... Guardians of the Galaxy movie and a bunch of people got up in arms about these old tweets and he was like hey like yeah those are really dumb they were very much in poor taste and like that's not really how I feel anymore and everybody kind of like forgave him and like let it go right yeah uh flash forward to a couple of years later um where he's completed directing two of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies he's slated to do the third one and he also (laughs) still has a Twitter account Uh, But this time, he's actually using his Twitter account to talk a lot about Trump. He's very much against Trump. He's very much against, like, I I don't know. Like, you can't, like, just throw a dart at a wall of everything that Trump has done wrong in the past two years. And there you go, right? Like, it's this whole whole clusterfuck. So he's very anti-Trump. This gets the attention of uh, Cervinoch. Cervinoch. Cervinoch, excuse me. Who was the architect... (laughs) Of Pizzagate? Do you know about Pizzagate? Uh, yes. Okay, so... Where they thought there was a child smuggling ring in a Ch- pizza? Yeah, yeah, and like, I don't know. So there was a... Something, a, something, something, yeah. globalists in three quote in three parentheses. Uh. Basically, this guy archist, uh, created Pizzagate, which was a conspiracy theory that Hillary Clinton was, and the Clinton campaign... And a bunch of other high-level Democrats had a child smuggling slash molestation ring running out of a D.C. uh, Pizza shop. D.C. pizza shop. Down in the The basement. evidence of which was that there was a lot of emails from the Clinton campaign to this D.C. pizza shop. Those those emails which were ordering pizza for the people working the phone bank. Yeah, it was um, like, or at least that's what they want it, you to believe. In fairness, there were a lot of winking emojis in those emails, like, "Hey, I'd like to order a pepperoni pizza." Wink. That's that not is, true. I'm yeah, that's that not up. true. Stop, stop lying. That stop was lying. A we joke. already talked about this. It was a joke. Oh, it was a Jesus. joke. God, now when you get slated to direct the next Guardians of the Galaxy, you'll <laughs> have to apologize for this shit. Man, I wish. Um, I know, right? <laughs> Anyway. I will have much worse things to apologize for. <laughs> have you seen my browser history? If it slides all the way down the totem pole from James Gunn to me. Granted, I didn't write a, a motion picture in which a presumably high school girl is dreaming about a three-foot-long penis monster. Fair enough. At least not yet. <laughs> One day, internet. Anyway, so Pizzagate happened. Um, That's the, in Romeo and this... Juliet, by the way sad thing the unfortunate thing about pizzagate besides the one fact of the that, many sad and unfortunate things besides the fact that it exists is um a guy drove up from north carolina went to this dc pizza store with a fucking gun 
and like demanded to free the children. Not to an ice facility and demanded to free the children. No. But to a pizza parlor. Well, but those, a pizza are, parlor. those are brown children. Alex. Yeah, no one, no one cares. Presumably care. these were like white Aryan blue-eyed children <laughs> who need to be saved. Um, so, the alt But you know, like he fucking, he fucking terrorized this pizza place because of hashtag Pizzagate. So yep. thanks. Anyway, so this is Subvertigit, Subverna. Cernovich. Cernovich is doing. So what he does, he's pissed off that James Gunn is gonna is having you know success as a director, and is also criticizing the president because that's what people do. Because why not? So he goes. So much to criticize. He gets um. So basically, he astroturfs this campaign to get James Gunn fired from the Guardians of the Galaxy series by bringing up these old tweets that James Gunn had previously apologized for. James Gunn has not, as of whatever day that we're recording this, August 1st, 2018, has not been accused of any kind of predatory behavior. And I'm coming back to that in a couple of minutes. But keep in mind that James Gunn has not been accused of any predatory behavior as of this point in time. So... So basically, AstroTurf's this huge groundswell that brings up these old tweets that had already been taken care of, and then Disney and is like, "Why are you, why are you letting this this guy?" Um, sir, no, why are you letting James Gunn direct this family movie? Oh. He clearly doesn't care about families. He's a terrible human being. Uh, jumping on that band- bandwagon is friend of the podcast, Senator Ted Cruz, uh, who also. Complained about friend of our podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we killed okay. some guys together. <laughs> oh shit, we're not supposed to talk. About <laughs> oh god, damn it. Oh man, you're not, I know you're old, but you're not that old. <laughs> <laughs> it was us in preschool, like Zodiac, hanging out in the Bay Area, you anyway. know. So um, it's what you do in San anyway. Francisco. You kill some teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> There we go. That's that's it. And Making that, jokes about the Zodiac Killer, and now you're never going to direct. Um, and when when Bob Iger shows up at your door, and he's like, yeah, "Hey, yeah. do you want to direct this?" There's literally <laughs> no one else left. left. There are no other straight white males that we can entrust <laughs> this M- this beloved MCU franchise to. Yay, Nicholas of somewhere in Virginia, please. Yes. Doth take this mantle. Um. Anyway. So James Gunn, so Disney, because everybody takes a bullet for the mouse, James Gunn has to get fired um, for things that happened several years, years ago. ago. Okay. So now I feel like I've caught you up to the firing of James Gunn. Okay. So a lot of nerds out there on the interwebs got pretty understandably upset. We see you out there, nerds. We see you. Um, and they're like, no one will do it as well as James Gunn. So that's like one faction of it. And we don't give a fuck about them. Whatever. They're They're... They're probably they're right. right. But, they're right, but for the wrong reasons. So what's more important is the fact that um, they're trying to masquerade this as part of the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. They're trying to masquerade this as, well, why was it okay? Um, like, why, like, why is it fine to fire people like Matt Lauer and Kevin Spacey and Louis C.K. from Projects? but it's not okay to fire somebody like James Gunn, right? This is the posturing that the alt-right at this point is doing, 
and to kind of make centrists think like, oh yeah, I can put these two things on the same level. Yeah. And you can't, because going back to something that I said earlier is that James Gunn has not been accused of any predatory behavior. And the line has been, the line has been, and I've got other examples of this, the line has been, you can joke in poor taste, but you're, you, you will be held accountable for your actions. That is the core of the Me Too movement. Mm -hmm. Is It's not about what you say. It's everything about what you do. Okay, mm -hmm. That's why even people like Senator Al Franken and Garrison Keillor were taken down as part of this movement because it was their predatory behavior. It did yeah. not. We did not give a shit about what they said. Yeah. Even if they said things in poor taste. And before people jump in and, and start point out like where Roseanne, well, Roseanne was fired by her employer for things that she was saying while she was employed. Again, the tweets that James Gunn got fired for happened before he got hired by Disney. They came out when they were first hiring him, and it was resolved then. Like, over a decade ago. Or, it's you know, when, when you people were... Astroturfing, um, people astroturfing these social media movements and these global movements that are geared towards taking people with predatory behavior out of power. Yes. And instating people with, uh, and, and instating people from backgrounds who were subjugated to this behavior. Mm -hmm. So, like, that is the point. That is the point of these social media movements. And now we have people posturing and masquerading as part of this movement when this is, this is not, this is not the line. Mm -hmm. And my example to back this up is Trevor Noah. Um, who is currently the host of The Daily Show. When he first got the host gig for The Daily Show, a lot of people went into his Twitter feed and found a bunch of tweets, and he made some off-color jokes about women, and he made some jokes about, like, he made some jokes that were kind of sizist and sort of fatphobic. And we dealt with it, and he said, you know, he apologized. And he's gone on to make what I would argue is a more inclusive version of The Daily Show. You know, like, Lord love John Stewart, and it's not that we're not, you know, he did a great job, but you had like three white dudes all named John on that show. Like there wasn't even diversity in first names on the Daily Show when John Stewart was in charge. And now we have, um, you know, and the and the people that were on it were done in like Samantha B. It was it was done in a very tokenist way, as opposed to what Trevor Noah has done, which is a very inclusive like wide variety of backgrounds, wide variety of people being represented on the show, which is really great. Mm -hmm. So his apology was then backed up with actions to support people that he had previously marginalized. Okay. With what he said on Twitter. Okay. So that's where, that's where the line is of the me too movement. Lindsay Ellis goes, we should hashtag rehire James Gunn. She lists a lot of the reasons that I have listed Movie Bob of YouTube has also reiterated a lot of these views. And um, and Movie Bob on YouTube kind of pointed out that this is probably a dry run for what the alt-right really wants to do, which is take out the woman who is set to direct the next Star Wars film. Mm. Not, not set or to not direct, but the, the woman who is like kind of the... the showrunner. The showrunner. The, like show the, the person the... in charge of the Star Wars... Ma managing me, yeah. the Star Wars property. For is, Disney. Is currently a woman. We can't have women being in charge of a cultural touch, touchstones of America. So let's try it with James Gunn. If it succeeds with James Gunn, which it did, 
they're probably going to try something very similar to this with uh, the woman I can't think of her name right I'm now. I'm blanking on her name right now, too. But that's, that's kind of where they're going with this. So, as part of the hashtag rehire James Gunn movement, the cast of Guardians of the Galaxy, including Chris Pratt, uh, Zoe Solnata, um, James Sean Gunn, who is James Gunn's younger brother. That's this stand-in for, for Rocky. Rocky. Right. And he's also one of the other characters, like one of the bit one parts. One of the, like, the bit parts. So they came in and created an open letter. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Lord love them. But I'm going to read this open letter, and my feeling is they're playing directly into Cernovich's hand with this. Mm. So here we go. An open letter from the cast of the Guardians of the Galaxy to our fans and friends. We fully support James Gunn. We are all shocked by his abrupt firing last week and have intentionally waited these 10 days to respond in order to think, pray, listen, and discuss. In that time, we've been encouraged by the outpouring of support from fans and members of the media who wish to see James reinstated as director of Volume 3, as well as discouraged by those who so easily duped into believing the many outlandish conspiracy theories surrounding him. I don't know. I think think some of the conspiracy theories are that, like, he's, like, a pedophile or that he's something, because that's kind of what, in line with the jokes that he was making. It's entirely possible. So anyway, being in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies has been a great honor in each one of our lives. We cannot let this moment pass without expressing our love, support, and gratitude for James. We are not here to defend his jokes of many years ago, but rather to share our experience having spent many years together on set making Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. The character he has shown in the wake of his firing is consistent with the man he was every day on set. And his apology now and from years ago when... First, addressing these remarks, we believe is from the heart, a heart we all know, trust, and love. In casting each of us to help him tell the story of misfits who find redemption, he changed our lives forever. We believe the theme of redemption has never been more relevant than now. All right. Up to this point, I am totally on board with everything that they're saying. Okay. Here's where things start to get dicey and I'm starting to get frustrated. Each of us looks forward to working with our friend James again in the future. His story isn't over, not by a long shot. There is little due process in the court of public opinion. James is likely not the last good person to be put on trial. Given the growing political divide in this country, it's safe to say that instances like this will continue. Although we hope Americans from across the political spectrum can ease up on the character assassinations and stop weaponizing mob mentality. So (laughs) here's my issue with this because for the women who were um, maligned by the actions of people like Matt Lauer and Louis C.K. and Harvey Weinstein, the only recompense these women have is the court of public opinion. And it, and, and these people, these men would have been allowed to continue their predatory behavior, such as in the case of Matt Lauer, having a fucking button installed on his fucking desk that closed the door behind him and locked so that way he could lock himself in with the female interns. Yeah, that's... Who are, guess what? Not working in news because they were... They were... 
they were preyed upon by Matthew fucking Lauer. That's All right. Some, that's some, uh, that's some, uh, what do you call it? Some, uh, some super villain shit right there. Yeah. Yeah. So there's this false equivalence now that is out there between people with predatory behavior and people who make shitty jokes. And the alt-right loves to do that. And the yeah. alt-right loves to do that, right? Because in the centrist mind, it's like, oh, these two things are equal. These two things are equivalent, even though we've demonstrated that they're not. And we've demonstrated that they're not based off of the fact that we, ha- like, if you weren't a shitty person and you just made stupid jokes, you were allowed to continue working. That was the fucking deal that everybody struck. And that was that was the that was always the verdict of the court of public opinion that is now being maligned by the by in like you know in good faith by the beloved cast of guardians of the galaxy and they're fucking playing into servantage's hand this is what he wants mm-hmm. right so how do you really feel elise so don't angry. don't hold back, you know. This is... <laughs> and the fact that it's like, oh, we need to ease up on character assassinations. We don't need to ease up on character assassinations of people that have been accused of rape. Yeah. We don't need to ease up on a character assassinations of people with predatory behavior. Mm. We the weaponized mob mentality that they're talking about is also the fucking basis of the Me Too movement. Yeah. The Me Too movement which has done a lot to get rid of toxic people in Hollywood. And those women who are preyed upon don't fucking work in Hollywood anymore, or they don't work in the news, or they don't work in comedy because of what happened to them. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and it's this false equivalence is, is what Cernovich wants. Yeah. Because then it makes it, easier for them to get what they want which is to take people who do not agree with them away from the power of making cultural touchstones in america and and this is like a a tactic of the right wing right like this is a like the far right yeah like this whole whole sort of like using kind of the processes of like democracy and like populism and things that are hashtag free speech yeah 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 things that basically we can all agree on Mm -hmm. and then just kind of weaponizing it for themselves and then like there's no sort of like reciprocity on the other side where it's just like you know oh here's a thing that we can all agree on that that free speech is good and then, well, we can't do anything when, if we all agree that free speech is good. Then, then we can't argue yeah, with you. When, when someone, when someone comes out and, you know, is you know, talking about gassing up ovens and things like that. Like we can't talk about like how terrible and fucked up that is. You know, likewise, you know, hey, people should be held accountable for the things that they do say. Uh, like, you know, again, the, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like what they're trying to do. What they're saying here, I, I see what they're saying, but yeah, there's a lot of false equivalence here, it sounds like. Or you yeah. could you can draw a lot of false equivalence like into it. These words that they've said are ultimately going to be used against them. Yeah. Because it, eventually it is going to be, well, what about what about Matt Lauer having his character assassinated? What do you think about Senator Al Franken having his character assassinated? Like that's what they want to do because ultimately these things kind of bring you know, bring everybody over 
the Overton window to the right, mm-hmm. which is what they want because now we have an acceptable discourse is being pushed further and further to their side. And then when you start saying the really crazy shit, it doesn't seem crazy anymore. Yeah. This is an entertainment podcast. They oh, guys. shit. <laughs> I'm no. sorry. No, 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 no. Um, I'm just reminding the listeners at home in case they forgot. <laughs> so, well, are you going to continue, or is that about the end? No, I mean, that's in, the, like, the last one is, like, oh, we should all be careful about what we say on the internet, and we should think twice before we decide what we want to express, which is also kind of fucked up, because the reason why James kind of got, got attacked in the first place was because he was criticizing the president who I'll remind everybody is a shitty president. Mm-hmm. And and also, let's not forget, allegedly a rapist. Yeah. Pretty pretty strongly. No, no, no. Allegedly in scare quotes. It's, it says allegedly, and I guess we have to say allegedly he's a rapist, but that is part of the record as to why Ivana divorced him in the first place. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you knew this. Alex, have I talked about? It? I feel like no. I know I've talked to this about Nick. I've talked to Nick about this like off the podcast. Yeah. But like when Trump was being was uh when Trump and Ivana, Ivana. not Ivanka, okay. Ivana, that was the mom, were divorcing. Um, one of the things that was put on the record and one of the, one of the her reasons. And she detailed a very graphic rape scene between her and Trump. Um, anyway, and that is, so it's part of the record. It's part of the reason why, like, that divorce settlement went through. I don't know. I don't know. It's, you, uh, you know, and I'm, I, I'm using a legend, but let's, let's not forget you, over 90% yeah. of women who claim to be raped are telling the truth. That's true, but on the other hand, I have a hard time believing that Donald Trump has ever actually had sex. <laughs> he has children. I Well, you know, there are other ways hey. of having that happen. Like, the, adoption is a thing. Artificial Rape is not about sex. I know. Rape is about power dynamics. I'm aware of that, but like the but, but, physical act of sex but, is part of the, that power but, dynamic. But Nick, Nick. Yeah. If if Ivanka was not blood relative, you know yeah. that she would be the first lady. Yeah, but but <laughs> but Donald Trump is the kind of person who like he like everything that he says about sex just makes me sa- like like it makes me think of like like that thirteen year old on the uh, on the playground who like has like a half baked understanding of what sex actually is without ever having had it. It's like yeah, the 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 man like pees inside of the woman's vagina and that's where babies come from like like that's what donald trump thinks that sex is like my cousin told me that uh you can get pregnant from french kissing it's the truth folks like like that's that's donald trump's understanding of of what sex actually is he did claim that you need an id to buy groceries (laughs) wait did he yeah Yeah. that was today that was today yeah, I saw that one too. Because like, he was he was saying about how why, why we need to have a national huh. voter ID, and so he's like, you you need an ID to buy groceries, and it's like, have you? And Wait. I know the answer to this is no, but have you ever been inside a grocery store? <laughs> how how much is a banana? What it cost? Ten dollars? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like 
the more and more that we see of this family, the more it's like like some horrible mashup of like um, the the o, the, the Opoils from Always Sunny in Philadelphia and the Bluths from Arrested uh, Development. It's true. So before before the conversation moves away from our original topic, yeah. Uh, I just wanted to point out that there was a article that came out from Variety, basically an interview with the CEO of Disney, uh-huh. uh, basically saying no, no, he's not going to be rehired. Yeah, yeah. Basically, just putting putting the lid on. Cool, top of that, so. cool. Thanks. It worked. Thanks, Mouse. It worked, Mike. Hey, nothing, you're the best. No one, you're gonna die before the mouse. The yeah. mouse is eternal. Um, all, all hail, all, all hail, Mickey. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. 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 I mean, like, I, you know, and I didn't think he would, but it's just, it's really frustrating. It's just really frustrating that this is, this is what's going on. And it just makes me sound like a crazy tin hat conspiracy theorist. No, it doesn't. No, because okay. this is, this is Wait, like... that's from you two, who are also crazy <laughs> tin hat and conspiracy theorists. So. What what's the conspiracy part that Mike is uh, alt right? That Mike the of the alt right orchestrated a fake version of Me Too to oust James Gunn, who he disagreed with. I guess that's not really much of a conspiracy. That's, that's not like, a conspiracy. He's done it before. What fucking yeah. happened. <laughs> so I mean, the 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 extrapolation to that is your idea is that he's going to try it again with this this other person. Yeah. Uh, the, none of us can remember the name of, which is unfortunate. Maybe, maybe if like none of us can remember her name, maybe she's safe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe that means, you know, she's in some like secret bunker out in yeah. like Silicon Valley or wherever these people are. I don't know. Hollywood. Our 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 memory is what determines the safety of uh, the show. <laughs> it's, it's pretty it's scary. Memory of three, three amateur podcasters. Three nerds on the internet. Yep. Uh, speaking of, uh, be careful before you post things on the internet. Nope, not doing that. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Uh, um, so yeah, um, that's, that's, that's what I came in, guns blazing, and that's what I wanted to talk about. And now that I've, like, purged that, I, I feel better. Kathleen oh, Kennedy. Kathleen Kennedy. Well, now she's gonna get, sorry. yeah, destroyed. We're sorry, Kathleen. You seem like a very nice person. Um, she works for Disney. I'm sure she's not. Uh, she, yeah, that's true. She's probably a little tainted. It's hard, hard not to in the entertainment yeah. industry these days. Yeah. yeah. Monopoly. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Hey. Yeah. yeah hey, man, that Disney that really distracted us from the fact that Disney owns everything. Everything. Literally everything. Literally everything. Everything that's Everyone's... not owned by Mike Bezos. Or Mike I'm, Jeff... I'm really Mike just Bezos. yeah, just shove them all together. It's just one. They start off like becoming a monopoly as a corporation, and then they slowly become Just like monopolizes a, a person. Yeah, they monopolize <laughs> as a person. Um, it's like Jeff, uh, what are, Jeff Mike Bezos Musk? Yeah, I think. Who's I think the it's Mike? Nice. I don't know. I, you I, said I Mike. Know. I said Mike. I, I maybe know. it's Mike from Mickey. I don't know. I don't know. So Mickey Mike, <laughs> Mickey Mouse. Yeah, and then it's like I don't know, and that's kind of the frustrating thing is like a lot of people on like. Like Twitter and Facebook are like, ha ha, Disney owns Fox. Fox owns Rocky Horror. So I guess like Dr. Frankenfurter is an evil queen now. Ha ha ha. And I'm like, they own everything. This isn't funny. Yeah. It's kind of terrifying. I, I had the, there was a moment today when someone said something just kind of out of the blue when they were like, 
oh, I haven't gone to go see uh, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp or, or Jurassic World yet. And I must be a bad nerd. I'm like, I have no desire to see either of those movies. And I also didn't see their predecessors. Like, and it has no bearing on how I view myself as a person. I know this person, like, said it kind of as a joke. Mm-hmm. But it was... It was also kind of like, but people think like this. They do. Yeah. The the idea yeah. of what is it? There was something I was watching earlier where the um, identity of consu- consumption. Yeah. Like yeah. like your your identity is determined by what you consume, and like this was this was a thing back yeah, with the that whole is gamers. Like the most capitalist <laughs> shit that I've ever heard. But go on. Yeah. Go like, on. like this was the whole thing when like the whole gamergate kind of thing yeah. came out. Yeah. Where it's like real gamers are like this. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is why I never Trolls like identified bridges. myself as like I, I never identify myself as a gamer, even though I like I do play games. Mm-hmm. But yeah. because the people who identify, identify as, as a gamer are the single worst group of people on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like okay, so by telling me that you're a gamer, you're telling me you have no personality whatsoever outside of video games. Yeah. Good to know. Good to know. Because. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like, you know, this is coming from a podcast called Some Nerds Have a Podcast. (laughs) But I feel like that's a little bit different. Like, that, like, by saying you're a nerd, that kind of encompasses, like, a whole slew of potential things. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a little bit, that that well's a little bit poisoned, too, at this point. Yeah. A little bit poisoned. Yeah. I mean, it's, I feel like it's not as poisoned. Bitch, we have body pillows. We're, and and with, like with Sheldon Cooper on it. Yeah, no, we're, we're with Sheldon up. Cooper on it. Is there's that fucking real? fedoras. There's goddamn oh, incels. There's neats. It, 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 it is poisoned, and we should get the fuck out. But at the same time, due to the media that we consume yeah. and how we have branded on ourselves on the internet, we are stuck in this cesspool. <laughs> should, in this cesspool. Should of we shit. rename the past uh, the podcast? Should we on the one year anniversary oh. rename it? I don't know the Eastern Virginia Revolutionary Vanguard. <laughs> <laughs> Seems more accurate at this point. <laughs> I don't know. We're talking about like media and shit still. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a fucking Sheldon body pillow. Oh my god. <laughs> Can that be our, our image for the... <laughs> you know, I it's it's pretty bad. It'd be worse if it was just his entire body, like, standing there awkwardly. Yeah. You need to tweet that out right now. Uh, um, I, okay. Like, I, need yeah. that, I need that to be, oh like, anime, anime-ified <laughs> and, like, turned into a full body. Like, I like just... <laughs> but he's, like, shirtless. And he's no, very, no, like, no, muscular but svelte. He's just, no, he's just moe. It's just Sheldon Cooper <laughs> with big Moe eyes. Uh, oh, man. It's fucking terrible. Yeah, it is. It's we the worst just, thing in the world. We should just burn the planet. Oh, my God. <laughs> we're doing that already. Yeah, we're working on it. <laughs> Thank you, global warming. I thought I would never just be so mess, happy to know that you Just burn it all exist. and start over. Uh, uh, or we don't start over. You know, there was, like, I was listening to NPR the other day, and that was, like, what, uh, I I don't know. They were talking about space travel, and they were talking about aliens. And somebody brought up the idea of, like, maybe aliens just leave us the fuck alone. I would. They didn't say fuck alone because it was NPR. And they said in a very NPR, like, maybe, maybe the aliens just don't, um, don't want to interact with us. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. Why would you? Why would you like? I just know the things that we project into space are like naked pictures of 
Um, yeah, we're sending out unsolicited nudes to the cosmos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, can, like can don't I, fuck with those, don't, don't fuck with those humans. And then like, that hey girl, be... we live here. You want to come by? <laughs> that needs... That's literally what it is. And then it's like, they're like, why no, why no text back universe? Can we turn that? Can that be our book title? <laughs> unsolicited dick pics to the universe. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's who we are as a species. Yeah, we're just like, hey, we we need to we need to communicate with other species. How do we do that? Let's just create a Tinder profile for aliens. <laughs> we'll, we'll include pictures of us. There's the music we're into. <laughs> the word hello in five hundred yeah. languages or whatever. And then, like, just naked pictures. <laughs> naked pictures. And, 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 and an address and, so yeah. they can figure out how to get to us. <laughs> no, no, see, we, we got to know that humanity is um, hip with the time, so we put it on a record. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The most up- gold-plated. <laughs> it's oh a gold-plated God. record. That's amazing. <laughs> this is like the, I don't know. I, I'm making jokes about it, but that is still probably, probably one of the coolest things that we have ever done as a species. <laughs> Send a gold record into space. You know, yeah, that's that's kind of rad. And then, like, instructions on, like, how to build, a, like, a record player so you can listen to it. Like, that's cool. I don't know. But it is, like, some of the things we put on there is pretty fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's all be honest. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, why isn't no one communicated for us? Maybe we need, like... We we need somebody to redesign our our Tinder profile. It's like, hey, space. Here's what my junk looks like. <laughs> well, I know you're into this. <laughs> According to those farmers, you said they got abducted. Compatible? Let's find out. <laughs> swipe left on this planet on this record. So everyone's like, swipe right, swipe right. <laughs> well, we just have to invent some means of traveling faster than Voyager is right now, so we can catch up <laughs> with it. Stop it. it. <laughs> Come back. It's we an intergalactic it's an intergalactic drunk text. <laughs> you like know this. that in the first alien species that comes across this that like is like, yeah, I'll do this. It's like probably some planet where they still like they have some version of cosmic disco and everybody oh, wears yeah. velour tracksuits. Like, that's the kind of aliens that we're going to well, attract. Well, considering all the music and shit that was popular when we sent that thing into space, probably. Yeah. They're like, oh man, these guys have great taste. <laughs> these guys rule. <laughs> I'm going to go get some mad whatever this genitalia is. <laughs> I don't even know. That's how weird it is. Hey, Blork, listen to this shit. This is the greatest thing to come out of Seoul since, I don't know, they broadcast Hitler speeches into space. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that we're gonna have a lot of explaining to do. We're gonna so, just... aliens, if you're listening, yeah, yeah. Um, you remember that episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation when they first meet Q and he puts humans on trial for like he puts like the crew of the Enterprise on trial for the the crimes of all humanity. Like this shit never came up. I feel like that's not. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he brings up, like, wars and genocides and stuff, and it's like, yeah, okay, but, like, what about the misdemeanors? <laughs> like, I get, I, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe he was working his way down to him? I, I don't, don't know, know like, man. He, like, three episodes later, he eventually gets to, like, It's Raining Men. Oh, yeah. And all of Disco. Like, oh. ABBA. What the fuck was up with that? ABBA's great. What are you talking da- about? Da- day glow clothes. What were you guys thinking? <laughs> no, I think Q would be kind of into that. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> It was the 80s. Who knows? Yeah. Anyway. Oh, God. Man. 
What are we talking about? We're talking about space. We're talking about space. We're talking about aliens. We're talking about Elon Musk. And and Elon Musk. Jeff Bezos, he doesn't know what to do with his money. God forbid he fucking pays people. Do you think Elon Musk has like a secret plan for what to do? Like the first time he has an opportunity to have sex with an alien? Yeah, and it definitely involves that submarine. Oh, man. (laughs) He just had that line around. (laughs) You know that's being used for sex stuff. So... I will be the first man to have a blowjob. No, ten thousand leagues. No, under no, the you sea. need to have the weird like South African accent oh, for good. Elon. <laughs> so uh, that's why he. That's why he called that guy a pedophile. The guy yeah, that yeah. he called the rescue diver a pedophile because he's a fucking. Because it's projection. He's the pedophile. Anyway. So allegedly. Allegedly, Elon Musk. God, I hope he the, doesn't listen to us. It's fine. He probably doesn't. He doesn't. If he does, then he's just going to block us on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine, because we don't follow him anyway. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, I guess... Come on our show, Cave Daddy. I guess, like, the rich plan to deal with global warming is just go to Mars and fuck yeah, that place up, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's colder there, so it'll take longer. Yeah. 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 Because no other system God. is going to, of, of economics would remember, save us from this fate. Remember when you were a kid, maybe maybe I'm the only one in this room who had felt this way, but I feel like probably I wasn't. Like, you remember, remember when you were a kid and you were hearing about, like, all these, like, technological advances that we were making? The and space like, shuttles. Yeah, like, and, 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 like, you know, the start of the International Space Station. Mm-hmm, and, like, mm-hmm. my, I remember there was a, um, there was a commercial for, um for space camp when i was a kid yeah there was like uh, it was two kids on a on a seesaw and it was like scientists say that by the year i can't remember what it was like 2019 or something like that we'll travel to mars will you be ready um and like i was like, <laughs> I was like man that's great we're gonna go to mars we're gonna colonize more mars and things are gonna be so awesome and now it's like now oh, you're a sad adult oh it's well, space capitalism. it's not that i'm a sad adult <laughs> it's not that, like, i'm not i'm not like jaded by the adulthood what has changed this is that it's like, yeah, it's it's just, oh, we're going there when we're fucking up space, too. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're set, the people who are, the people who are completely fucking up this planet are like, oh, man, we're completely boned. What do we do now? Guess we'll just go to Mars. Bye, guys. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is the Soviets should have won the space race. Uh, you know what? I... It, <laughs> Because then the Americans would be like, oh, fine, uh, the the end goal is Mars. Yeah. And then they would have gone to Mars. I, I don't I don't want to sound like a tanky, because I'm not. No. But, but, yeah, this was one instance where it's like, yeah, Soviet Union, come on. You should have stepped up your game. Come on. For, you know, 30 years gone, empire. Fix things. <laughs> this is your fault. This is your Ever- fault for going away. This is all Glasnost's fault. They keep bringing back things from the 90s, but they don't bring back the thing everybody wants. <laughs> God damn it. Oh. It's cool. It's cool. You remember when it was just like a bumbling alcoholic was in charge of Russia, like right after the fall of the Soviet Union? That yeah. was fine. Yeltsin. I miss those days. Those days were nice. Instead of like this... I mean, those days weren't nice, but we, we can pretend anyway. I mean... <laughs> Not for the Russians. They weren't nice for the Russians, that's true. But considering how much Russia, like, when has been fucking up the rest of the world. 
Or at least, you know... Or at least we keep blaming it on them. Well, yeah, but I, I, I'm sure there are people in Crimea who aren't too happy with Russia right now. Georgia. I mean, yeah, Armenia. in Georgia. In, in Crimea, they, all the people that didn't seem okay with it left. That's true, but... Nah, that's no. not good either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not a problem. <laughs> this has never resulted in anything bad happening in the past. You're absolutely right, Alex. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know. We're all boned. We're all kind of boned. We're all boned. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Hey, what do you guys have to talk about? I, I mean, at this point, I'm just kind of sad. <laughs> just, I'm just a little bit sad. Oh, man. Well, we can be happy with cute things. Oh, yeah, let's talk about cute things. <laughs> All right. So. Oh, distract us from our miseries. <laughs> with cute things. So, um, the Kickstarter for the expansion, the supplement to Golden Sky Stories, Woo! Uh, Woo! which we've talked about before on the podcast, which is a lot of fun, uh, came out, and I got it in the mail. And... Which, hey, if you, capitalism makes you sad, why don't you buy this game that you win through collectivist problem solving? Yeah, you you have to try to uh, make people through, happy by working together with your friends through nonviolent means. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, now it's not just animals that you can play. Now you can play as, as little little folk characters from from what? Japanese folklore. Yeah, could I be a Kodama? Uh, you can be a Michinoke, which is uh, like a like a road. Uh, it's like a like the dust monsters from from. Uh, Totoro. Totoro, yeah. Uh, you can be one of those. You could be an Oni, one of those ogres. Ooh, you know. That would be cool. Yeah. You could be a Kappa, you know, like the frog oh person. My <laughs> oh, my God. Aren't the Kappas, like, fucking terrifying? And, like, don't they, like... Not this one. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Look at his Moai eyes. You could be a ghost. Oh, my God, that's fucking adorable. <laughs> for, the, for those of you at home, there's just, like, a little, like sheet over a balloon with like a little <laughs> stitched up mouth it's yeah. really cute yeah i love it uh and or you could be a visitor yep an alien it doesn't have to be an alien like one example they say is you could be santa claus oh my god <laughs> <laughs> but so like anybody in japan he's called annual gift man and he lives on the moon <laughs> but uh but yeah, like like they have different varieties of visitors. But yeah, no, and then it's got a couple other stories. Uh, one of which, which is basically if um, if hot fuzz happened in Golden Sky stories. Oh yes. Oh my god. What would that even be? Because there would be no guns. <laughs> There's no guns. There's no crimes. It's just that uh, Angel goes on vacation to the country, oh. and the uh, the animals have to try to make him relax. Oh my god. <laughs> That is adorable. Yeah. So it's like the first half of Hot Fuzz. <laughs> yeah. It's like Hot Fuzz until the plot actually kicks in. Yep. That's great. I mm-hmm. like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so so I got that, and I also got a little deck uh, for the Dreams, which are, are basically, uh, like, we've been using... Um, Poker chips. Poker chips, yeah. But you give out dreams to different people when you think that they've done something particularly Aww. funny or heartwarming or cute or whatever. Don't be afraid to be yourself. Yeah, and so these little cards have just, like, little quotes on the back and little pictures on the front. It's just like... I like your style. Oh, I like that one. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Oh, man, these are just... These are, like, the things that you see on, like, 
when you go to like pier one and they sell it then you're like who would buy this and like put it on their wall that's basically this but i actually like (laughs) (laughs) but um but yeah so so now we've got this we've got this uh and maybe we'll play golden sky stories again sometime that'd be great we should record it maybe next time we play maybe did we ever put up that game that we played of uh of you know of uh Fiasco. Fiasco, yes. No, I, I still need... I, I kind of got distracted from that. There's a there's a thing... There's a game of Fiasco that we have in the pipes for you guys. Yeah. Eventually, maybe it might go up. The... Yeah, maybe if we had a Patreon and some people gave us a little bit of incentive to put <laughs> yeah, this Yeah, the six there. of you who are out there. Come on. We're also now going to hit you up for money. <laughs> God, we're the worst. We, I'm we sorry. are kind of the anyway. worst. Anyway. Um, Anybody else have anything they want to rant about? We should talk about other cute things. We should talk about... um... (laughs) Nick is like, we're done complaining. Talk about cute things. No, I want to talk about cute things. We can talk about cute things. I'm sorry. We were going to talk about the show we started watching. Oh, Um, Konosoba. Konosoba, yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Or Konosuba. Konosuba. Do do explain. Okay. Konosuba is an anime that Elise and I started watching. We're about halfway through the first of two seasons. Uh, it takes the, at this point, completely run into the ground trope of lonely otaku gamer winds up in a video game world. Oh, yeah. Only there's a twist. Yes. So it's, the way that he winds up there in the f- first episode, he goes, he leaves the house for the first time in forever to pick up the new video game that he everyone's all excited for. And on the way back, he dies. Um trying to save this girl who's about to be it looks like hit by a truck okay uh you then find out pretty much immediately that in fact it was a slow moving tractor the girl was in no danger and he died of a heart attack and basically all of his friends and loved ones found out and are laughing at him as he died oh um and so he's he winds up in the presence of a goddess named aqua and aqua gives him a choice um he can either Go to he- directly to heaven, which she says is actually really boring because there's nothing fun to do there and you don't have a body anyway, so you can't actually do anything. It's all just light all the time. Um, she says that he could go back and start a life over again as a different person. Or, or. this is the one that she really starts to push, mm-hmm. there's another parallel world. Or you could sign up for our subscription service. <laughs> there's, another, there's another parallel world that's being overrun by the king of devils. And you can go there, and if you defeat the King of Devils, you can go back. Like you can go back to your life. Um, and she's like, it's it's like a video game world. You can take whatever skill you want. Like she gives him all these different choices, and he says, you say I can take anything that I want with me. So I'm gonna take you. And another goddess shows up, and she's like, great idea, and teleports <laughs> them both to this other world. Um, and so it is like it's the world is basically set up like an MMO. Um, like a fantasy MMO. Like a fantasy MMO. Mm-hmm. They're in the starting town as starting, like, level one characters. Okay. Trying to go beat the big bad boss at the end of the game. And it is fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, they re- recruit some other people. And it's all, like, there's a lot of, like, kind of the typical otaku harem anime wish fulfillment kind of things. Yeah. But literally all the main characters are terrible. 
Okay. For various it reasons. Is, it is the monkey's paw yeah. of oh. harem anime. Yeah. I was, I was going to say <laughs> it's the always sunny of anime. It is, yeah, it's, always, it's yeah. the always sunny of anime. Actually, that'd be a really good way of describing it. <laughs> so the main character is just a complete asshole and completely useless. They there's a way they have a way of like measuring your stats so there can be like, okay, here's what you're good at, here's what you're bad at, um, so that we can help you figure out your starting class. And the main character is average across the board. Okay. Except with, for in, in luck. In, 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 well, he has a slight bump in intelligence, but his luck is, like, off the charts. So is Lucky Ted. He's Lucky Ted, exactly. Okay. So you just wanted to watch an anime with Lucky Ted. I didn't know that's what it was. <laughs> I, it. I was like, oh my god, he's Lucky Ted. <laughs> um, so he's, he's completely useless. The goddess, on the other hand, has, like, all these really high stats and everything, except for intelligence and luck, okay. which are basically as low as you can get. Gotcha. Um, she is a complete airhead and has been, like, learning all these kind of useless parlor trick spells instead of actual useful magic. I mean, that sounds like something I would do in yeah. a D&D game, to be fair. <laughs> oh, no. This is, like, the most real thing for D&D. <laughs> so, in addition to that, so that's, that's, that's them. The, uh, he ends up becoming, well, he starts off as like a, I can't even remember, like a, like a merchant or something. Like no, they suggest merchant and he decides to go with adventurer. Adventurer, adventurer, yeah. Like the um. lowest, it's the lowest class basically. But he's starting to learn like thief skills. So mm. he's probably going to end up as a rogue by the end, I guess. Um, then they recruit a mage who seems like this super powerful awesome mage like she's like a really high um like the character the character class she has is like something that you can't get as a starting character mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so it's like oh wow she's probably really powerful and you find out that she does in fact know one of the most powerful spells in the entire world but that's the only spell she knows how so to she's cast. rinse wind and she can cast it once a day so and okay passes out so she's, is she Rincewind then? Not exactly. Okay. The spell is actually really useful in combat. She has uh, explosion. Oh, okay. And so she casts explosion once, she passes out, and then she has to be carried back to town. There's an entire story arc where this is a thing, where it's like they don't have anything else to do, so the main character just escorts her out of town to cast her explosion magic and then carries her back in. Okay. Um, so there's that's their magician. So she knows no other spells whatsoever. She just knows how to cast explosion. And is a little, like, aroused by things exploding. <laughs> um, that's my trick. That's what I got. Yeah, that's what I got. It's the thing that I do. Uh, and then there's a crusader, which is kind of like a paladin that they recruit. Her name is Darkness. Um, she is best girl. Um, <laughs> so Darkness is the crusader. Uh, and she's terrible. She can't hit anything. Mm -hmm. Like... She's really has really high hit points, really high armor, but her like she's really clumsy, and so she just kind of flails her sword around and never hits anything. So she's my cleric character. Yes. Okay. Yeah. With the added bonus of the reason why she's a cleric is, or, or the reason why she's a crusader is so that she can just throw herself in harm's way and be humiliated by being beaten up and eaten by monsters. Which she gets off on. She gets off on it, like, super She's hard. She's a huge masochist. Yeah. Okay. So not my character. No. Yeah. She, but she it, dreams of being captured by an evildoer and then tortured and humiliated. That's her goal. I mean, to each their own, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So it's... It's a pretty, it's a pretty hilarious series. It is very like, there's a lot of like fan service. The reason we found it, we found it through like a mother's basement video where he, he did about like, why are people interested in these women? Like, why are these like 
These are your waifu- best girls? Yeah, these are your best girls. These are the waifus that you want from this show. It's the same reason people like Always Sunny. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of. Like, they're, they're, they're hilarious. They have a pub. Yeah. Do they have a pub? They, they have a pub. There's, like a little, there's a little place where all the adventurers in the starting town hang out. And that's where they all go. So we know Russia hasn't always sunny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I guess this is this just is Japan's, Japan's version. Uh, pretty much. Yeah. And it, like, it combines together like all of these like anime tropes, but they kind of flip them around. Um, it is very, like, if you're going to watch it, it is very, like, there's a lot of male gaze going on with the female characters. Like, they are very sexualized, but at gotcha. the same time, it's like... I made the joke about Darkness being best girl, and honestly, she is my favorite character in there, but it's like, all of these people are completely broken, and you don't want anything to do with them in real life. <laughs> um, yeah, and like, the main character is just like, the worst person. Yeah. And it's like, the one- So you can have your harem anime, but this is your harem. <laughs> this is your harem. And he's like, desperately, like- when darkness first starts showing up, he's like desperately trying to not have her join the party because he realizes that she's crazy. And like the other two characters are like, what do you mean? We need someone to tank for us. Like we need to have someone to like, we've got a healer. We've got a mage. We've got you. You're useless. So like, why not? <laughs> it's pretty so, funny. Right? So club scum is going to yeah, go. It's club scum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're going to go defeat the dark Lord. Club Scum does not defeat the Dark Lord. There was was a great moment. I don't want to spoil exactly what it was, but there's a great moment about halfway through the series where you think like, oh, this is the impetus. Because they're like, again, it's like the first season is like 10 episodes long. Mm -hmm. And so far where we are, like they haven't left the starting town. (laughs) Uh, But there's a part about halfway through where... You think, like, oh, this is going to be the impetus. This is the thing that's going to get them, like, kicked into high gear and start getting serious about it. And then, like, as soon as, like, the the person that you think is going to be the big bad leaves, Aqua just does something to completely relieve all tension that was there. (laughs) And all the the other two characters in the party are like... Well, we were going to go do something about it, but I guess we don't have to now. <laughs> <laughs> like, we were really motivated there for a second. The hook came. Yeah. The hook went. <laughs> and it went away again. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's 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 pretty fun. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's Konosuba. It has a really great subtitle, too, and I can't remember what it is. Uh, it's something like um, The Blessing of God on a, on a World. The, or... God's Blessing on This Wonderful World. Yeah, God's yeah. Blessing on This Wonderful yeah. World. All right, Konosuba. So yeah. Konosuba, check it out. It's on available the sub, subtitle. We've been watching it subtitled on Crunchyroll. Crunchy I think that's the only place where it is right now. Um, is that on Funimation? No, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, so yeah, go watch it. It's great. Um, yeah. Right. Okay. Is that the podcast? If, if, that's if not the podcast. Okay. My Hero Aka is. Is getting too much for you? It's getting too serious. Uh, it, Just it, us it got really serious. It got so and goddamn then it kind of got less serious. Now it's fine. Now it's fine again. Now, now we're like we're okay now. Yeah. Now right. it's now it's back to oh this is like the level this is the level that I kind of like the show at yeah. the best. Like I don't mind the serious stuff, but after a while it's like I need something to break the tension, please. Yeah. Gotcha. 
And so now it's back to, like, another thing, like, the tournament arc, but, like, the next step up from the tournament arc, basically. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, they're getting, they're trying to get their hero licenses. So you get to see them try to get their hero licenses. Uh, All Might becomes, tries to become a better teacher. Yep. Uh, he's reading books and giving advice. You Deku know? learned kick. We talked about De- that last Deku time. Deku learned kick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's uh. Yeah. That's Hiroaka right now. Yeah. I haven't been keeping up with it. I've been kind of lax in my my academia. How dare you? Uh, it's been because I've been watching um, the Last Exile. I finally finished it. Oh, nice. I, I think I talked about it on the last podcast. It was like the the yeah. Diesel Pong. Yeah. 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 You. Did. Yeah. You yeah. you need to to watch that, okay. Nick. It's it's pretty pretty good. It's old, but it's pretty good. Um, and I haven't really started watching anything else. There was a sequel that they made to it, but it doesn't look as good because it doesn't like follow the same characters mm-hmm. at first. It, anyway, um, so maybe I'll get back to it. Maybe not. Maybe we'll watch that thing I wanted us to watch last time. Yeah, we completely forgot about it. We've been yeah, sorry. I don't know. It's all the you've been busy. We've been busy. Yeah, yeah. and I've f- didn't finish it either, so it's fine. Yeah. Plus, we had Konosuba to watch. We did have Konosuba to watch. That's fine. And it's funny. And and as discussed earlier in this podcast, this world is so dark. Yeah. You gotta <laughs> you gotta find the levity. You gotta find the cute. Yeah. So anyway, so man, <sighs> I am like all out of rage. So anybody? Um, anybody have anything else to I, add? I feel like there are other things that we could talk about. We could go back to talking about how like how stupid the president is that we were getting. <laughs> <laughs> I think that uh, that that well has been dug, yeah. and uh, but it's not dry yet. Oh god, it's it just, just keeps <laughs> coming. You been watching any new YouTubers that you've been wanting to talk about? Uh, we we started watching ContraPoints. Okay. Thank you for that. Uh recommendation she's really great it's been really it's really interesting to like watch her new videos and then go through her back catalog yeah and i uh, watch from when she was a man so contrapoints is uh Ooh, a- m to m to f currently identifying as a woman but when she started her youtube series um was identifying as a man uh so it's kind of interesting to like see and i think she made some like really good points in one of her videos about the the use of sarcasm to try on new ideas before you're ready to accept them as your own. Yeah. And how she, that's kind of how she came to terms with her gender identity is she was making a lot of jokes about cross-dressing and being a transvestite and, um, and things like that and using sarcasm as sort of a performative tactic. And then until she kind of came, became more comfortable with it and using using comedy as a way to become more comfortable with yourself so i thought that was like really interesting and it's like crazy her her like she shot up within like two years Mm -hmm. and has a really intense patreon following and like the quality of her videos went like just skyrocketed yeah um it seems overnight to us because we just saw her like we just started watching her two weeks ago but but it was like over the course of two years Mm -hmm. so um i guess like if you'd been with her from the beginning it would have seemed like a more gradual change over time but i like that she takes the kind of red letter media approach uh to criticism but instead of applying it to media she applies it to uh philosophy and also current events so hardcore recommend yep yep get the some nerds of a prod some nerds of a (laughs) broadcast seal of approval
We're just casting those prods. <laughs> it's ti- oh, we're tired. We're tired. We're, we're recording this later than typical. Mm-hmm. So I think if that's it, maybe we'll think of some other stuff. Maybe we won't. Maybe we'll save it for next week, and it'll be next two weeks. Well, two weeks, well, I will next probably. Next fortnight. Yeah. We will probably be talking uh, about what we're doing this weekend. Oh, yeah. I, um, we're going back where it all started. Back where, yeah, back where it began. Uh, horror convention, kind of close-ish to where we are, uh, called Scares That Care. Uh, Highly recommend. It, it's a horror convention that gives money to charity. We will be there this weekend, not as guests or anything, just kind of hanging out. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were, uh, this is where the podcast basically began. We were at a panel together alex and i mm-hmm. uh, about podcasting and it, we found out that both of us were interested in maybe starting a podcast yeah. one day so we decided to just do it it was the the place of the podcast's conception yeah. it's hard to it's hard to imagine that that this profession- <laughs> it's hard to imagine that this professionally produced uh <laughs> podcast kind of just started on a whim yeah, yeah. Uh, Man. during a fire alarm during a fire <laughs> alarm that's right uh, you, so it looks like you've got something pulled up over there. No, Alex. it's it, no. don't worry about this. Okay, yeah, it's nothing. All um, right, there's no more no more web comic of the week. That's no longer a thing. Okay, until it becomes we, a thing again. It becomes a thing again. Yeah, but um, uh, oh yeah, uh, hey, I've been listening to a lot of music recently because I've decided that you know I'm 31 years old and I music. should start listening to new music. And you've been I listening need... to that lo-fi. I, I've been <laughs> listening to actually uh, I've been listening to a lot of like punk <laughs> okay uh, oh yeah you wanted to talk about this I re- well no not, not necessarily that's not necessarily the same thing but i re- recently reconnected with an old friend of mine who who has been uh recommending bands to me because i was complaining about how i'm too old and like all of the bands that i was into are now no longer like together or like they have dead members and things like that and so she's been giving me a whole bunch of stuff to listen to virginia in general has some really good punk um so I've been enjoying that. But then there was also, these guys kind of started blowing up recently, uh, a death metal band that I've discovered called uh, Neckbeard Death Camp, uh, which death metal is not usually my thing. I mm-hmm. kind of like music where I can at least kind of understand the lyrics. Um, but these guys I enjoy uh, because their whole shtick is that they are, their music is making fun of the alt-right. Um, like their, their first album is called, uh, white nationalism is for a basement dwelling losers. Um, <laughs> uh, and the cover art for it has the iron Eagle of the, uh, third Reich, but it's made out of dicks and uh, it's Pepe instead of a swastika. Pe- there's Pepe instead of a swastika. Um, and their, their t-shirt logo is the, uh, the SS death's head only instead of a skull, it's Rick Ross's face. <laughs> Uh, which is pretty awesome. And anything that makes fun of the alt right, yeah, anything that makes fun of the alt right yeah. is fine by me. I, you know, I, it's not it's not necessarily my style of music. I might just buy one of their t shirts and buy one of their albums to support them. Yeah, because uh, that's fucking great. Uh, they have some really awesome song titles. Uh, but I think my personal favorite is "Please Respond." I showed you my penis. <laughs> Um, but also Zyklon slash B is a really strong contender for, for best song title on that album. Anyway. In reference to the Reddit, not Reddit, the 4chan, 4chan. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> and meanwhile, for my revolutionary music, I've been going to the string, Stringbow String Duo, yeah. uh, which I sent you recommendation to the other day, yes. which is basically like that, but in folk form. Um, 
so nice. which which is a bit more my my speed yeah um, it's a little it's a little slow for me I, personally i want to find someone like that just kind of between neckbeard death camp and that <laughs> somewhere like right in the middle is kind of where i want to be but woody guthrie lo-fi <laughs> hip-hop rapping about uh Rap about your problems. Rap about your problems. Well, I mean, because it's all samples, so what would they, they, I guess they would sample Fuck the Police. Yeah. <laughs> and that. only that. And no. only that, yep. Uh, no, I'm looking, I don't know. Like I said, I've been listening to a lot more, like, local, like a punk, local band. punk bands. Yeah. I don't know. There's one, um, they're not. So if you're a punk band in Eastern yeah. Virginia. <laughs> they're not local, but one of the ones I, I got turned on to, uh, Wicked the Tricks, is pretty good, because they're, like, they're, they're very, like, there's a lot of sexual politics in there and i i approve of that kind of stuff um <laughs> this is nick he's this some nerd me. and he yeah. approves sexual I appro- politics i approve of sexual politics i didn't i end the last one by telling people to support their local sex worker <laughs> i think that's sure. how we usually end these yeah. things uh, i mean we usually end it with something like that yeah, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Speaking of which, I think it's time to end the podcast. I think we've run out of uh, all the energy that we can uh, produce with coal power plants. <laughs> so. <laughs> so until we switch over to a more sustainable uh, form renewable, of energy. Renewable energy sources next week. Uh, I'm Nick. I'm Elise. And I'm Alex. And this is Some Nerds of a Podcast.